Thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those in college, man? What's going on, Grant? How are you doing today, brother? Good, good, Luke. How are you? Good, good. Well, thanks for jumping on here real quick and being flexible with me. I, I was reading a couple posts in uh, the group, and some people had some questions about SEO and websites and relevancy. Sure. And I wanted to bring you on here to kind of discuss some of these things because I'm not the expert in this. I do have my opinions of when, you know, websites are really strong and, and mm -hmm. important and when they're maybe not so important. And I'll share some of those too, but I thought I would just present some of these questions that my peers, tile contractors, listeners of this podcast are asking. Are you cool with that, man? Yeah, absolutely. More than All happy right. to help share my knowledge, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, uh, this is Grant, the owner of HappyTileGuy.com. He builds tile contractor websites, um, very focused on search engine optimization and setting mm -hmm. it up to you know get the most leads. So that's what we're attempting to do here. But right. some of the questions that contractors have, I mean, the first thing is really, are websites outdated and has social media replaced websites? What are your thoughts on that? Right. I think that's a question that's been a long time in the making and people have been asking that actually for, for quite some time now when you consider, you know, Facebook and those things have been around for 15 plus years at this point. Uh, it, certainly there's a lot more places people have to be, which I think is a challenging thing for people and why people consider like, do we even need a website anymore? Because they already have to manage an Instagram a Facebook, a Twitter, you know, and Angie's pro well, all these different things, right? Yelp, Google business, et cetera. But with all that said, I don't think that the importance of the website has changed uh, to a certain extent because of the fact that, and this is the way we explain all the time with your website, you're, you're really able to control the narrative. You can do what you want, say what you want. You own that information, you know, in that, in that website itself versus when you're on the social media platform and they go down or they shut you down, maybe you said the wrong thing, who knows, right? There's so many things that could happen uh, from that standpoint, you know, Instagram went down a couple of times, those things have happened. So you kind of lose that thing and you don't own it at the end of the day, you're essentially renting space using that for, for as long as that platform is present. Whereas the website allows you to not only uh, kind of more control that information, but also control the way that somebody interacts with you versus you know if, if somebody goes to your facebook profile and 20 other tile contractors they're all the same right you're built into this box whereas with the website you can control that a little bit more you can display the right pictures the right text the right content show the social proof show the testimonials all these different things so you're really able to control that more so versus again being boxed into say a social media profile um, you don't have as much say in that right you're pretty much just locked into whatever there is there I think that's a great distinction and a great way to just explain it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really um, concerned, and this is an opinion of mine. Sure. That generations um, really across the board, my age, older than me, and younger than me, the majority of them don't really understand what the internet is anymore. Mm -hmm. We now, and, and I remember Mark Zuckerberg saying, Facebook will eventually replace the internet. And, and the danger of that is it's one platform, you don't own it. Like mm -hmm. you said, all the reasons you just said, the internet, you can actually build things you own mm -hmm. and you have you know uh, the right to change them and tell your story. And then the other thing, the big thing with social media, now I will make the, dis the distinct 
um, distinguish that between Facebook and Instagram. But if you're solely using like Instagram or other social mm -hmm. media platforms and people are Googling tile contractor near me, mm -hmm. it doesn't come up. And Instagram doesn't have that feature to my knowledge. Now, Facebook, it can be found uh, yeah. via Google, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you'll find you'll find a Facebook in there if it's not competitive. Typically, you're going to see a bunch of you know Angie's List, Home Advisors, Yelp, Google Business, obviously at the top, and all those other things. But yeah, you you pretty much eliminate the chance to rank for anything competitive online. A Facebook profile will come up in a city where there's nothing else, or way far down on you know page two, three, four, uh, et cetera, and so on. But you are eliminating yourself from all those people that are searching every month. And you, you can actually pull numbers to get an idea. And while, you know, specifically for tile contractors, it's a lot lower volume of searching than say somebody looking for a dentist in your area. Sure, there's just less market there. One of the things that we talk about when we're educating people on SEO is control what you can control and the things that you're not able to control, leave those things alone. So for instance, we can position your website as high as we can, but we're not able to manipulate the number of people that are searching for your service. We just want to make sure you're visible for the people that are. So, you know, you might, there might have been 10 to 30 people searching for tile contractor in your area per month. But if you're not there, you're missing that opportunity. And those numbers are every single month. So when we look at statistics and analytics and see how many people are searching, you know, again, we're not able to control that, but those are the, that, those are numbers that are consistent every month. New people looking for you, uh, looking for your services, right? And that's where you want to really show up. And if people aren't present there, they're missing out on that. So that's that doesn't only include the website. That's also the Google business profile, which they just go hand in hand so much now because the way that local SEO has changed, Google wants to own as much of that space as they can. So that map takes up, you know, a huge portion of the phone in the top part of the screen uh, when you're on a desktop. And then obviously you can fall below all the big aggregators are, are tough to outrank and Angie's a, a home advisor, Yelp, Yelp, et cetera. But in some cities we have seen people's sites outrank those just because they're smaller areas. But again, if you're dismissing that completely, you're removing yourself from even being found on somewhere where people are actually searching for a tile contractor right on facebook and instagram if you're doing ads or you pop up in somebody's profile typically you're like interrupting their scrolling and looking at whatever they're looking at whereas if i'm on google searching for something i'm actually seeking out that service and i want to find the best providers for whatever it is i'm searching for yeah absolutely and right around now is when a lot of contractors will say, well, I work solely on word of mouth or yeah. <laughs> you know, all my clients are repeat clients or, sure. or whatever. And I get it. I do. And if a website's not right for you, it's not right for you. Yep. You know, we're not trying to push anything on anybody. I think yep. of a friend of mine who lives on an island in Canada and he literally, he actually moved, but he used to live on an island. And he was the only tile guy on that island. And there's only a couple thousand people, something like that. He called me and he said, I, I, I want to support you. I, you know, I, I think I might need a website. Can you talk me through it? And by the time that 10 minute, 15 minute conversation was done, I said, you don't need a website. Yeah. Yeah. I said, if I said now, if you want to blog, I said, if you want to travel for work, if you want to present your story, like you, that's, those are all things that a website is good for. But mm -hmm. honestly, you're on an island with a couple thousand people and you're the only guy offering your services. You don't need a website. And for some of you also in certain areas where you have literally years of work backlog, you know, it might not be the right fit for you. Yeah. Like who a website is really the right fit for is 
a contractor who's really eager for as many leads as he can get, he or she can get to expand their reach, you know, not just in, on social, not just over here, and not just from past clients, referrals. By the way, are you doing anything to nurture your referrals or are you just counting on them? Because that's yeah. another discussion. And then the yeah. last thing I'll say on this subject is if you talk to guys like me who have been in the business 20 years and worked through and lived through a recession, I remember, and it's, it's, it's pretty much typical of every recession, every time we get a, a, a lower economy, you know, the big builders stop working first. And so if you're relying on big builders and you're like, well, I work for one or even three or even six sure. big builders, you know, it might not go so well because they're the ones that usually stop working first. And the smaller homes, the ones that you organically find with SEO being mm -hmm. found online, getting your own work. In other words, don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's a yep. very old saying that applies to this situation. So I want yeah. to encourage you, younger guys, or even people who are more hungry for work, you know, think about the benefits of a, a website that's generating work for you when people are searching. A lot of times you might move into an area that's a perfect opportunity to launch a website uh, and even if you're in one area for a long time and you get a lot of referrals guess what other people move into your area they don't have a referral network and they're yeah. buying a home they're literally buying a home <laughs> and they're going to google saying who is the best contractor who is a tiler who is a remodeler in my area and then people with websites get found yeah yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. If it's worked for somebody for 20 something years, you know, uh, you know, that's great for them. Hopefully it continues to. And some people might be completely comfortable where they are just cruising their way to what, whatever their goal is. Right. And to each their own for that. You know, the website, like you said, it gives you a point. It gives you a chance to tell your story, to show your work, to showcase yourself, to stand, stand out. And we always talk about credibility. It's a huge factor people talking about in your group obviously tile money they want to charge more they want to charge what they're worth are you backing that up with actually presenting yourself as the top of the line guy do you have the best pictures do you have the best website do you have the best presence customer service interactions etc uh you know what what are you doing to make sure that you're there and that you can command the top dollar um and showcase that and while you know some people might say it's just a website at the end of the day, like it, it's a credibility factor. It's a subconscious thing when we're judging people. I know for me and my wife that aren't in the industry, if we're out looking for a contractor, not only we're going to look in the mom groups on Facebook and Google business, we're also going to search and look at their websites. We want to see the type of work they've done, how long they've been in business, you know, type of certifications they have, you know, we want to know all that. We want to know who they are. These people are going to be in and about in our house. I want to know who this person is. Right. And the website, you know, people often overlook too. It is the home base for everything, right? Business card, printed materials, online, everything points back to your website. And then from there, they should be able to do whatever they want. Learn, educate themselves on your blog, contact you, request a quote, read about your services, read about you, see pictures of your work. All that stuff should be present and available on your website. Yeah, this, um, you know, credibility and education piece to it is so huge. Because yeah. if, you're, if you're writing blogs, I mean, we... We can, we have writers, you know, we have writers for, for Happy Tile Guy clients. And then some of our clients write their own blogs yep. and some of them do a mix and then some of them don't do anything. The ones that are, you know, really, you know, grabbing our blogs and putting them on their websites or making them their own or coming up with their own, they're outperforming other websites, you know, even within mm -hmm. our network, you know, yep. the more content, the more times you update. And not only is it helping with the search engine optimization, moving you higher up that Google search being found, 
but it's adding credibility. It's adding to your knowledge and you're saying to the world, you're literally publishing on a website you own, this is who I am, this is what I do. When people are looking to spend 10, 20, multiple five figures on a remodel, and a lot of that goes to tile, they're looking for the best tiler they can find, and when they find your website, and when they start reading through it and seeing the content that you're producing, and you know, yeah, they might go to social, maybe they find you on social and go there, or maybe they find your website first and then go to social, so it all works together harmoniously. The mm -hmm. thing about social that's difficult is, you know, it, it doesn't really tell your story so much. You know, you don't have as many uh, words usually to use and post and things get buried in the feed. Yeah, the feed and the order of the picture, they have to view it in whatever order they come across it, right? You don't have control over that. Whereas the website, you completely do have control over what they see, when they see it, you know, what you want to showcase, what you want to push. Is it mosaic? Is it, you know, all these different things, right? Whatever you want to do, whoever you want to speak to, you can control that voice on the website. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of the questions that we've had from mm. clients that was in a, a Global Tile Posse thread was... Um, how to cut back on spam emails mm -hmm. that they're receiving from having their website and their email and their contact form, really. Sure. Because you want to, you know, on one hand, we want to make it easy for clients and prospects mm -hmm. to contact the contractor. On the other hand, also spam bots, you know, will pick up on those emails. Sure. So what are, we, what are we doing on our end and what can they do or what can they expect? You know, what's a reasonable expe ex um, expectation? Yeah, spam is always a challenge, you know, for us, at least on our network. Obviously, one thing everybody knows is it's called recapture. When you go in and check, I'm not a robot, you have to pick the pictures, you know, check all the bicycles or the crosswalk or whatever it is. That's one way, but the bots are honestly smart enough to get around that. For us, we have some advanced filtering software that's run on there um, on all of our forums across our entire network where we're actually able to stop. Uh, we use uh, their database of the most common spam related words and we pull those through and say any form that's submitted that includes this information mm -hmm. just completely block it so we can say anything that says you know some kind of vulgar words or whatever it is just completely block it from even being submitted and passing through uh, but i mean it's it's kind of one of those things where it's a fine line because you block too much you don't miss it you know and those kind of things happen so we say you know, enter with caution and make sure you do that. Recapture obviously is a free tool through Google, which is can be implemented through any, uh, should be able to implement that on any site. We include that in addition to the spam filtering software on the back end that nobody uh, you know has to mess with. We run, we run that on a network wide level, but at the end of the day, people that are actually going through and taking their time that it comes through at spam. I see the same person's email on all the, a lot of these sites. They're just hitting the network. You know, they're finding these IPs and they're just hitting all the sites. Some of that's unavoidable because they're physically actually typing that in and mm -hmm. going through the process. So we do what we can, but I think it's always going to be a problem when there's open forms and open contact information like that. It's just one of those things that we're always fighting. Yeah. So it sounds like we're doing more than say a free oh, like Wix.com would do. You know? Yeah, they're they're probably running the recapture, but as far as the advanced filtering, I don't think they have that. This is like a a third party piece of software we're tying into it to actually filter out, and it also checks their entire ban list and anything that's submitted from a certain IP address, for instance, is automatically you know 
blacklisted and we don't allow it to go through. So we, we see that kind of stuff all the time where we're able to block that. And then it, those things continue to update. We continue to add more words. If people get, if we see consistent spam from a certain email address or using certain words, we'll pop those into our filter and that's spread across our entire network. So everybody benefits from that. And if people saw the stats of the number of emails that are blocked, they'd probably be surprised. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is about 90, 90% spam. And that's pretty common. I mean, it's across anybody's website. It doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And it's just yeah. re reality of the space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, realistic. Thank you for tuning in. I, I do feel a little dumber now that you told me bots can get through reCAPTCHA because sometimes <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm either. I don't feel bad, man. I can't either. Sometimes I'm like, I did pick all the hills. What are you talking that's about? That's what I think too. I picked them all. I picked them all. <laughs> yeah. So the other issue or the other kind of comment was, um, you know, we're not sure if uh, uh, a lead is coming from the website or mm. from a referral or, you know, is there any way to be tracking this um, other than just asking, hey, where'd you find my business? Yeah, there's some there's some stuff you can do uh, from a site standpoint to track it in analytics. Uh, the issue with that, the issue that we've seen with that is that we can actually say if somebody clicks on here, count it as an event happening on the site and say, you had 10 events this month. That means 10 people click the call. Tying that back and saying that was the 10 people you spoke to is almost impossible to do without asking simply because a lot of the software, the, a lot of the stuff on Google's end that we're utilizing Google Analytics and things like that. Privacy, they don't allow so much of it. So we can do certain things to track and say, we had, you know, 10 people submit a form. That's 10, you know, events completed. That's great. But we don't know, you know, who's who those forms were from. They could have been spam. They could have been the real people. So asking is always the best way. You know, how did you find us is, I mean, you have to measure it if you want to improve it. So I would always tell people to start there. But tracking it directly, exactly knowing who it is without some end-to-end -end CRM phone system that's tied in and knows everything is, is really challenging to do. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, it might be easiest just to ask. Yes. And, and then have your own system for, for yeah. that. And usually once you've established a relationship with somebody and you're going to probably work with them, it's easy enough just to say, hey, you know, we're always trying to improve. We'd love to know how you found us. Was it a Facebook group? Was it Google? Was it Google My yeah. Business? You know, and they might not. They might just say Google. You don't know if that's Google My Business or if that's your website. You know, you're hoping that that's both or that they went from Google Business to your website. Regardless, at least that point, you know your online marketing, your Google SEO is working there for you. Well, this is a really good point. I mean, when I talk about know your numbers, I mean, I think a yeah. lot of people and even myself, we think predominantly of the money, right? Yeah. But there's so many more numbers to track and be aware <laughs> of in business. You know, how many leads are coming in and where are they coming from? That mm -hmm. way, you know, oh, if I'm getting a lot of leads from Facebook, maybe it's time to spend some more money on Facebook. If I'm getting mm -hmm. a lot of leads from my happytileguy.com site, Maybe it's time to really reflect. I mean, we can boost it. You know, you can uh, do more things. If something, in other words, if something's working, do more of that, yeah. you know, to nurture those types of leads. And then um, the other thing that's really important is, um, you know, tracking closing rates, tracking, you know, mm -hmm. the amount of calls, the amount that you're selling, because yeah. you, you need to really understand that, um, which is very valuable. So there's so many numbers to track. And, you know, I really appreciate your partnership and happytileguy.com. I mean, I hear pretty much nothing but good from our clients. And yeah. um, we've been around, I think, partnered three years, Grant. And man, it, it was one of those, um, 
things that I really wanted to tackle first with you, and I really mm-hmm. took you out, you know, and, and researched you and your business and the business model because honestly, in my in my experience, I built I purchased several websites um, and expensive ones too, you know, it mm-hmm. cost me a lot of money. One thing I noticed was the landscape was changing so rapidly. I was like, man, I just want a subscription service so that somebody keeps this up to date because every yeah. couple of years, I don't want to be hit with, hey, your website's outdated. We need more money. Yeah. You know, I'd rather just pay you a little bit at a time. And so and that's what you're doing for our clients. And I really appreciate it. They really appreciate it. I do want to let everybody know, though, that prices are going up January 1st. We're raising yeah. our prices. Um, due to some, you know, increases in pricing and just, you know, we want to provide more value as well. So what yep. we're going to be doing is providing more value, spending a little more time on the back end and, and you know, assisting. And then we have um, levels of service as well, don't we now? Yeah, we'll be we're exploring some different levels to for those people that want to put a little bit more money into it. And to be upfront, the people that are already on the platform, your pricing won't change, um, you, you know, as far as that. Yeah, yeah. So the, the price will be increased on the initial setup fee. To help offset some of the costs that we are associated with the the hands-on that we're doing we're going to try to add in some more uh personal touches some more communication when you sign up maybe a meeting uh, with myself or something like that so we can get kick the website off we want to get these things cranked out and online as fast as possible so people can start benefiting from it benefiting from it um, and in addition to that like you said the different levels of service we want to help offload more things and help people drive more business so we've been working with some people looking at ways to uh, expand the footprint of the business uh, through what we're cons- calling an SEO boost or for lack of a better word, just trying to f- make you visible in more areas because the challenge with like a Google business is that when you enter that in, most people use their home address, they hide it, but Google anchors you to that city or that township, whatever it is. We want to expand your footprint and through Google, you can add the different areas you service, but typically you're only going to pop you- pop up in that main city um, or, or, you know, the suburb of a, a big city there. So we want to expand that and through the boost, we're able to kind of target these individual areas in order of importance based on what you say. Uh, we're, we're looking at that. And then in addition to that, we're going to look at some Google business, Google My Business Management to help people keep their profiles updated, posting new pictures, posting information to keep it present, to keep you at the top and give you a script to help send the clients that you just close. I mean, finish the projects on to get more reviews because at the end of the day, we know those things are so closely related and they work so well together. We, again, just want to offload that off people's plate so that they can focus on laying the tiles, setting the relationships, whatever that looks like for them, whatever they're best at or enjoy the most. And we want to do the, the other part for them. Nice. So this is really exciting. I'm excited to be, you know, rolling out with this. It's something we've been talking about a while and I know you've been working on the back end and I, I appreciate the way you approach things, you know, um, really getting everything honed in and mm-hmm. really pulling. We've been talking to our clients, talking to tile contractors. So yeah. I know this is going to be helpful for a lot of people. And again, thank you, Grant. And, I, you know, tile friends, if you want to take advantage of 2022's prices, do so now. Yeah. You know, it's a good time to spend $500 uh, tax right deductible, of course, and then you're locked in at the um which is 99 a month right now yep. uh, for the cert for the upkeep and the um, hosting of your website of your url so mm-hmm. definitely All right, brother. well thank you for answering those questions anything i missed you want to add here at the end no that that was great i love the questions any anything people have it's always good to hear people's uh feedback or pushback or questions that they have are always great to see the reason why people don't want to have a website or don't invest in or don't see the value in it, right? So all we can do is educate people and hopefully provide them with enough information to make an educated decision. 
it's not always right for people. We get that. We're not here to serve everybody. We want to serve the people that, that want to work with us. Uh, so we're excited to do that. And if anybody has questions, they can always find me through through Tile Money, supported happytileguy.com. If you just want to email me, if you go to Happy Tile Guy, you can schedule a call with me just to chat. If you have questions, we handle, you know, we have multiple calls a week, just chatting with people, seeing if we're a good fit, seeing where they are and trying to help them out. So yeah, anything we can do to help, please let us know. Absolutely. All right, Grant. Well, thanks again. And have you got a good it, Luke. Evening, brother. Take care. You too. All right.